Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Savo here, your host. And on today's episode, I am sitting down with one of the co-founders of BLDG Active, Justin Gardner. Justin, thanks for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks, Josh. Awesome. So, BLDG Active, you guys are brand new this year, started in 2017. Uh, you've just been selling for the last month, month and a half. Um, for the listener that most likely isn't familiar with with you guys how would you best describe your 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 business and your product so the the product itself is a skin repair product and it replaces first aid products like neosporin or peroxide alcohol and also products like aloe or after itch so it works on a variety of different skin damage issues um what the the way the product works is it uses a molecule called hyperchlorous and hyperchlorous is the same molecule that your white blood cells produce so the way that your body would work to help itself heal when you got any type of inflammation or cuts or, or scrapes uh, scientists figured out how to replicate that molecule, concentrate it and stabilize it and get it into a liquid and gel formulation. So ultimately you're able to treat topically the same way your body would treat internally. And what's really cool is because it's innate to your immune system, it's completely all natural and non-toxic. That's really interesting. So how, how did you come across this product and even get into this field? So my background's actually been in regenerative medicine. I've been working in the regenerative medicine biotech field for about 15 years now and help uh, launch a number of different regenerative medicine products into the hospital space. I helped launch this technology, this molecule, into hospitals about four years ago. And in doing that, I started to take samples home myself and being an avid outdoor um, adventurous surfer, um, hiker, climber, um, I started to use the product myself when I was getting beat up and started to see how well the product worked. And the more and more I learned about the technology and the, the more I learned about the science behind it, I started to really see an application for everyday use. And so I was able to work with the medical supplier of this technology to come together on a agreement that allowed us to take this over the counter. So really we're able to, to leverage um, all of this research and investment that's gone into producing this for the hospital systems, and we're able to bring this direct to athletes. Huh? That's uh, yeah. It's funny. It's it's weird how like one step leads to another. Um, what did you, what did you go to school for? Did you study this in, in school? I didn't actually. I, my background comes into on a marketing side, um, and just out of school, I went from went to work for Johnson and Johnson on the marketing side and then just kind of continued to to delve deeper into the biotech regenerative medicine side of things and became intrigued with the technology and so much of the advancements that are being made on that in this field and therapeutic area um, especially in being able to treat your body and mimic the way that your body heals itself 
Right. Okay. So um, for the avid outdoor enthusiast, say you like your climber or whatever, and you, you bang yourself up pretty good. And like, typically you do something like, you know, spore or peroxide, like you mentioned, um, when you're using it, like, what do you notice that's, I guess, different, um, from using those standard sorts of products? So the difference, there's quite a few differences. Um, and those, those products, um, like a Neosporin, um, was invented in 1950 actually. And so they're, they're fairly old technologies and the way that they work is, um, they, it has a petroleum base and it's using topical antibiotics. Um, and topical antibiotics, um, there's been a big movement away from them because it, um, resistance to antibiotics, but also because they're, um, toxic. And so the, the real benefit of using this product is you're getting all of those benefits. Um, but it's, it's completely all natural and non-toxic. So because it's replicating a molecule that your body produces, there's none of that toxicity associated with, with those types of products. And so not only are you helping your body heal, you're able to kill off all the bacteria that those products will kill and you're not killing any of the healthy cells. So with a peroxide, it kills all the bacteria, but at the same time, it's killing all of those healthy cells with our active skin repair product line. It does not kill any of the healthy cells and it helps speed healing at the same time, killing 99.9% of all bacteria. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. And so you guys, obviously there's two different uh, products that you offer. What's the difference between the two? Sure. So the, the two products, one comes in a liquid and one comes in a gel, both, um, use the same molecule and both have the same parts per million and same medical grade formulation in each product. It's really the delivery mechanism and it's really a preference. Um, the, on the spray, it works really well, especially on things like sunburns and insect bites where you just want to, um, spray down where the, where the areas, um, either inflamed or where there might be any type of abrasion. The gel works really well if you want any type of soothing moisturization. So it's a hydrogel formulation that also um, provides moisturization. That works really well if you want, especially on things like maybe where there's deeper abrasions where you want a gel to actually um, go in to a wound or be uh, wrapped with a dressing on a wound as well. Okay. Now I find this so fascinating that you don't really have a, a science background, but then got into this and obviously clearly know a lot about it. Um, so one of the, one of the things I, I noticed about uh, the product that I want to bring up also is the fact that like you mentioned, it's all natural. So it's not like, um, typical sunscreens or whatever that you wear when you're going into the ocean. So you're not going to have to worry about, um, any of that getting into the ocean or really polluting or damaging the environment or anything like that, which I think is a really interesting aspect, uh, uh, to, to the product. Sure. And the, and there is a big difference, especially with a lot of the products out there that work in skin, um, repair type scenarios like aquifer or a neosporin, they're petroleum based products. And as most of us know, petroleum is not great for the environment where our product is completely biodegradable. So definitely a, a safer and more environmentally friendly um, product. And I would say also one of the big differences in, um, 
is the company and our commitment to the environment. We're a 1% for the planet company and we're continually giving back to grassroots environmental organizations and really doing everything we possibly can to support um, environmental issues that we feel really passionate about and um, care to make sure that our our product and our revenues are going to to support the the playgrounds that we we cherish. It's definitely a really important aspect of, it, especially for, for for us who just love getting outside. We want to definitely preserve the the outside in the way we've got it now. Um, okay, I want to ask you from when you started uh, when you were working with it in hospitals to obviously the product you have now. Uh, did it change much? Did you have to prototype a bit and uh, figure out the best form for it to be offered on a, on a consumer level? So the, the process to get through the FDA is quite a long and, um, I would say, arduous process. It, it took many, many years to kind of go through, and there's been a lot of testing and um, it, it, and evidence that has gone into the formulation that we're using. So we're taking actually the same formulation that is used in the hospital side. We're leveraging that. So we haven't really changed the formulation. In fact, we go through all the same safety and stable stability testing that they use for their hospital based product as well. So we're leveraging all of that, that investment that's gone into that, all of that knowledge from the science, um, scientists and physicians and clinicians who've worked in this area. And what we're changing is really the access to this. So you no longer have to go to a hospital or, or um, have a physician give you this product. You're able to go into um, the stores or online and be able to get this, this really cool cutting edge product. And also making sure that we create the, the culture and the brand around that supports the, the sports and the outdoor um, environmental issues that we all care about. Of course, of course. I want to ask you what the significance of the name is. What, what does BLDG stand for? So for us, this is, we're, we're looking to build a bridge between science and sports. And this is our first product line, but we, we plan on taking many more um, products, hopefully from the hospital system that are, that are really kind of cutting edge, groundbreaking technologies and bringing them direct to athletes. Um, so it's this idea of building that that bridge for access to everyday consumers and athletes to these really advanced technologies. Hmm. It's always funny hearing the story behind uh, coming up with the name. Uh, okay, so along this journey, obviously you've been doing it for a number of years uh, from when you were working with the hospitals and then trying to get it through the FDA and then now finally being able to package and sell it. Uh, what is the manufacturing process? Like, do you get it from the same source? Uh, how does that, what does that look like? Sure. We, we do. We get it from the same, um, source, the, all the manufacturing is done here in California. Um, and it's done out in, um, actually, a. a very a 9,000 ISO certified clean room. So everybody walking around in spacesuits and in a, in a very highly regulated manufacturing facility, everything's bottled and then, um, and produced and shipped out of California. Hmm, interesting. Uh, did you have any mentors along this journey from, from when you first started? I did. And I've always gone, um, I've worked 
I think I've been lucky in my last business to work in the biotech field and had a lot of very influential people who've who really helped me understand kind of this, this therapeutic area, the science behind it, um, both on a physician side and on a business side. And those people are still along for the journey and helping us really form this company, um, both from a clinical and from a business side. Right. Okay. So yeah, did you guys raise any money when you started this or is it uh, bootstrapped? Uh, we did raise money. In fact, um, one of the CEOs of the of another um, regenerative medicine company that my last agency worked for um, is an investor in this company and has um, really provided us a lot of the resources to help look um, in the future for new products and is helping us really explore that those cutting edge products that are being used in hospitals or just being launched into hospitals and looking at the opportunity to bring them to the outdoor um, action sports world. Okay, okay. So uh, getting the product through the, um, um, through the process of, of getting approved, it, was that costly or was it more so just a time-consuming effort? To get the product through the FDA? Uh, yes, yes. So it, it, it is, yes. The investment um, just to get it to market was probably a little over $35 million from an FDA um, process and what? also a manufacturing <laughs> process. So <laughs> the answer is yes, quite expensive. Okay. Um, now, when you say $35 million, you mean in the sense like the hospitals pay- fronted that bill or did you have to raise $35 million to get it to where you have what you have now? We've been lucky enough where the hospitals fronted that bill and we're, we're leveraging that investment that was made on the medical uh, professional side to bring it to consumers. Yeah, I would say like to get something like that to market without having that backing, like it sort of seems like you guys had, have great timing um, and the sort of serendipity to be working in an industry that you were working in. And a, and a great um, relationship with our supplier who really wants and, and, sees the potential for this technology to be a disruptive technology for everybody um, and wanted to see it brought out to the consumer world and through a, you know, through a very kind of lucky um, serendipitous relationship, we were able to to bring that and make it a reality. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because BLDG active really solves a bunch of problems, right? It's obviously um, it's the, the, fu- the, the future of neosporin and peroxide, right? And in addition to that, it's also, um, it, it slims down what you need in a first aid kit, right? Like uh, you're not, you don't have to have your peroxide, your neosporin, uh, bug ointment, all this other stuff. It's sort of just like one body bottle for everything, right? It does. And, you know, that was one of the biggest benefits for me as a, as a traveler and as a surfer. When I would go on these trips, you so many times you'd be packing these big bulky bottles of first aid products right, 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 and, right. and they're, they're, you know, the, the cost adds up. They, they take a lot of space. You, ha- they're not TSA approved. Um, so you, you're having to check baggage. This is one three ounce small little bottle that replaces probably about six or seven things that you would normally want in a first aid, um, bag. And, it's more efficacious and all natural. So you're checking so many of these boxes. And I think, um, for us, the, the outdoor, um, 
action sport athlete was the perfect market to start because I think this is a market where, um, as athletes and outdoor enthusiasts, we know how painful it is to have these big bulky generic products with us. So I, we felt like this is really kind of an ideal place, not just from a passion side that we, you know, that we share this commonality and passion for these sports and nature, but also, um, a place that would understand the need, uh, and a market that would understand the need for a product like this. Yeah, it's really like, I, I'm sure when you guys had the idea, it was sort of just like, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this is obviously what we should be doing. Um, you know, we, we get that question a lot is why, why has this, you know, why, why isn't this in pharmacies everywhere? And why haven't we, why haven't we heard about this before? And the, the answer to it is because one, the technology, um, the molecule's been around for a while, but only recently have they figured out how to stabilize the molecule that gave it a shelf life for more than two years. So this is really new in being able to deliver this molecule in a stabilized and efficacious way for, for this type of um, issue with skin damage. And the I, we, we truly believe within 10 to 15 years, this will be a household product for everybody. Yeah, I honestly really can't see how it wouldn't be. So, so the shelf life is like you just said, longer than two years now with with the ability to stabilize the molecules. It is. Yep. Interesting. And before that, how long was the shelf life? Just out of curiosity. So before that, um, the shelf life, oftentimes when it was being used in hospitals, was only a few days. So oh, they wow. were basically bedside and. Yeah. The, okay. the would actually start to destabilize um, almost immediately. Okay, that's really so. Obviously, you have to keep it in a hospital environment because <laughs> you definitely don't want to be using that when it's when it's not. Um, okay, so there's three of you, right? You you are just getting started with this. You've been uh, we were we we're speaking offline that you guys started sales about a month and a half ago. Um, what's that been like so far? It's been great. I. You know, we really want to take the right approach to this and um, and make sure we kind of start small and really build a core core brand and core um, consumer base that, that we can kind of grow with. And so um, we, we launched to at the GoPro Games um, in June, and the, the product um, reception has been fantastic. We've also been giving this to a lot of professional athletes and the feedback that we've been getting from a professional side is just phenomenal. We get pictures, I would say, um, probably three to four times a week we're getting, um, people just email us back and say how well the product's working. Um, we, we're starting to sell in stores, um, both in the Northeast and Southern California, where we know a lot of our um, consumers are, and we're in about 30, 30 different retails now and um, online um, on our website, and um, starting to move more and more product every day. Yeah, I mean, a month and a half in, thirty retailers—that's pretty. That's pretty solid. I'd definitely be uh, stoked on, on, the, on the idea of the growth and the potential where that's going to go. Yeah, we expect that to be exponential pretty quickly. The we've also. Um, We've also started to work with some of the professional organizations like the World Surf League, and they've started to use the product on um, on tour. So they were actually just using it in um, Tahiti for all the professional surfers. So we've also been able to integrate it in with some of the professional um, sports groups as well. 
Okay, okay, yeah. So getting getting in and really getting the professionals to realize the value of it, I think that's really smart. Um, I wanted to ask you, so there's three of you on the team. Uh, it's you, Jason, and Matt. What is the dynamic like between the three of you um, in working? And I know you guys do some stuff on the side, obviously, since you guys are, are still young. Yeah, so, and we all kind of come to the with very unique backgrounds, um, for each of us. So my background's always been in the, in the medical biotech regenerative medicine field, like I, um, was saying before, and Jason's been in the action sports field. So Jason has worked, he's developed, um, and built skate parks all around the world, has developed skate parks for, um, some of the largest events like, um, X games. And then, um, Matt's background's on the digital side and he's, um, He's owned a digital agency. He, he currently also is a co-owner of a brewery called Pure Project. So we all kind of have this really diverse background, but passion for outdoor sports. And when we all started using this product, and I, I was the first one to give the, the Jason and Matt samples, and they kind of saw the product work. And, and we all just agreed that this was one of those really unique opportunities where we needed to, to quit our full-time jobs and, and make this happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so along this process, um, what has been uh, one of the hardest parts of building the business? The hardest part of building the business, I would say, is you know, it, it, it's awareness in building a new category. And this is, it's something so new. So if I have the time to sit down with somebody and really explain the science and explain what we're doing, it's really, um, we get a great reception, but just getting the word out there and, and being able to, it's not another sunscreen or it's not, it's not another me too product. It's a whole new technology. And, and, and skin repair is really a category that is, it, people aren't really aware of and they usually just default to going to a pharmacy and buying generic products. So for us, it's, it's getting the word out there. Yeah. You know, when you, you bring that up, it, 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 my brain just starts going where it's just like, yeah, it's like, how do you sort of classify that? And like the sort of normal digital marketing space where you don't really have uh, a four or five minute conversation where you can really explain what it is and how it's different and what exactly you guys are doing. And it's been a learning process because, uh, again, on my background working with physicians for the last 15 years, I also talking about the neutrophils and how the product works at a very granular molecular level. And most people just, oh, you know, that that's, I've gone beyond where most people want to know that, that specificity of the product. And so it's really been a learning process for me to learn how to simplify all that science down into a relatable way. But at the same time, be able to fully articulate the power of what of what this product can do. Yeah, I definitely could see that happening. Um, what are your greatest fears, and how do you manage them in regards to um, BLDG Active? Um, I think you know. I think we want to build this brand and, and, and build it in an authentic way. And we, we didn't want to, we could have raised a lot of money um, and we could have gone and launched it into all the right aids and CVS. But I feel like that, that growth would have um, been at the sacrifice of the brand. And we really want that brand to stay core. And I think we have to stay um, very diligent to, 
to that and, and make sure that we build our, our communities and the, the supporters of our product um, in a very meaningful and thoughtful way. So what exactly does that mean when you say building the community in a very thoughtful way? What, what would that look like to you? We want, you know, we, we want people who are advocates for the product, who, who are evangelical about the product, and who express the ideals that, that we carry and so that um, the brand has longevity to it and that, there doesn't, that we're not fighting off competition in the space based on you know, minutiae product differences where we really own a, a unique and solid brand that, that will last for decades. Right, 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 of course. Um, okay, so what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made up until this point? <laughs> biggest mistakes? I mean, we're still <laughs> so early. I feel like we have so many more mistakes to make. Um, of course. <laughs> the, the mistakes, um, you know, the we've changed the and we're changing the, the product labeling to just say active skin repair. Um, BLDG was a little bit hard for people to, um, remember sometimes when referring to the products, we've made some little tweaks to the label. Um, I would say that's one of the biggest changes that we've made and we really learn. Another thing is just, um, being a little bit, uh, it's simplifying our messaging. Like I was talking about before and, and really creating it in a more concise manner. That's a, a bit more relatable, um, to, to people who might not have that science background. Of course, of course. <clears throat> uh, so ha when you came up with the the bottling, what, what sort of process did you go through in creating it? This is a learn. We are bootstrapping it, and, and we want to do it that way. We believe right. that we'll, the best way to learn is just get out there and talk to your customers. Again, we didn't want to. We wanted this. We want to keep this company very private and owned um, by the founders, and so we've we, we really didn't want to go out and raise a whole bunch of money from institutional investment. And, you know, that, that's made us be pretty, um, pretty scrappy in how we've gone about our learnings. And so the, the way we learned honestly was to, to get the product out there, to launch it. Um, and then hear people talk about it and get that feedback and we're getting that feedback and we love that feedback. Um, and we want more of it and we're kind of tweaking as we go. And we're, again, that's, that's kind of go slow to go fast is that, you know, this was a way for us to just get out there and, and see how people were talking about, see what resonated with people and, and get it in people's hands so they could actually, um, see the product work and, and see the power of how it's, it could be used. Right. What advice would you give to someone that, uh, wanted to start a business, whether it was in the outdoor space or the, the health wellness, um, industry or really just a business in general? So I, this is my second business. So I owned a business before this that, that I ended up selling. Um, and in both and in, in getting into a new business um, and starting it from beginning, you just, it's a reminder to me on how resilient you have to be and how every day is a new challenge. And you, you just have to be able to to be nimble enough to pivot and to learn and, and most importantly, to listen to your consumers um, and, and be adaptive to what the market needs and not just speak in a one directional way where you, um, where you, where you tell people what they, 
they should know. You should you should really listen to what their needs are and make sure that that we're catering to that. And we are. We're working. You know, I, uh, one one area that we we continue to hear is smaller um, packaging on it, and we're working through that process. Um, it, it might be a little bit longer, but we want to make sure that we we listen to consumers and 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 change um, based on their feedback. So I think that that that's one of the learnings and on advice. I would say um, in the health and wellness space, especially in the medical space, be prepared for everything to take a little bit longer and cost a little bit more than you thought, um, just because of the regulations that are involved. And those regulations are important, but um, anytime you work in a highly regulated space, um, it just takes a little bit longer and, and cost a little bit more than you expect. Um, the outdoor space is a new space for me. It is a space that I have been passionate in, in my um, personal life about, but I, I'm just excited to be in it. And I'm excited to have um, the opportunity to, to work in a space that, uh, that I have a, a, a personal passion for. Right. Were there any regulations or, I guess, uh, limitations to selling it outside of the U.S.? So we really haven't started a concerted effort in XUS sales. Um, as we move in and we, we're working with distributors um, in XUS, we'll go through and we'll kind of have to default to those distributors on what their regulatory um, bodies require for the um, – that will be for kind of a larger distribution. The For the most part – the FDA approvals um, and all of the safety um, testing and efficacy that we've done with the product in the U.S. should hold true in most of those countries just because of um, the, the great reputation that our, our country and that our um, regulatory bodies have here. Um, they, they tend to hold true in other countries. You know, it's interesting, but I can't imagine building a business and then having all of that on top of it. <laughs> like, it must be very daunting, <laughs> to say the it's, least. It's daunting, yeah, that's a good word to, to say. <laughs> now, when you were a kid, um, yeah, I know you grew up in Jersey, so Jersey pride on that. Um, <laughs> did you know you always wanted to start your own business, let alone two businesses? Um, I don't know if I... I think I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. So I think I knew I always wanted to be my own boss. Um, I think I, I, I never would have guessed it at the age what those businesses would have been, but I, I suppose maybe I did. Um, I suppose the idea of, of being responsible and for your own um, future is something that that's always appealed to me and, and having that kind of, um, freedom to do that and, and freedom to really pursue what you're passionate about. Okay. So where, where do you see, um, BLDG going in the future in the next year, five years, 10 years, if you thought about it? I think the, I think we're, we're, we're really ambitious with what our, what we can do. And we have, um, we have a lot of interest from, um, from people watching from a healthcare side to see how we're able to bring these, these technologies to consumers. I think you're watching a, a, a truly large fundamental change in how we think about our health and how we treat our bodies from a medical healthcare perspective. Um, and I think that that changing dynamic of 
consumers being able to have access to new technologies direct, um, especially with the prevalence of e-commerce, um, there's a lot of a lot of potential to, to do some really cool things. And we hope to be kind of leading that, that charge. And I think um, the other opportunity is to really show an ability to um, – to communicate and connect in more niche markets. Um, and we really want to, to be able to own that outdoor and action sports space for the medical field. Yeah. I, um, you know, you talk about the, the idea of the, of, of health and wellness sort of changing the medical, medical field. It's, it's definitely true. Um, people care a lot more at a younger age to like really take care of themselves and seek out products that are a little bit more natural, so to speak. Um, so that's like, it's a really good point and, uh, I'm really excited to see what happens in the, in the future with it. But, uh, I want to ask you, what's your favorite part about running uh, BLDG? My favorite part is, well, that we have the opportunity to do something completely new here, um, to create a new category. And I think that's a, for, as an entrepreneur, I think that is, it's such a unique opportunity. It's not every day you get the access to a technology that can be really disruptive, um, and as a marketer, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a dream come true. So the, you know, that my, my favorite part is, is thinking about really the opportunity that, that lays ahead of us and, and being able to, to figure out how to execute that on a, on a day to day. Yeah, honestly, I'm excited for you. It sounds like such a cool um, business to be working on. And um, like you said, it is really disruptive. Um, For the listener that um, wants to uh, check out more about BLDG, we're actually going to be doing a giveaway. Um, We're partnering with uh, Bittor. And if you're listening to this, uh, between August 22nd and September 5th, you can enter to... uh, to win some product from both these brands. So head over to readyeddy.com um, for your chance to, to win. But uh, uh, Justin, I want to uh, ask if the listener listeners want to uh, keep tabs on what you're doing and follow along with your progress, really what's the best place, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, we're, we're active on our Instagram account at BLDG Active. Um, so if you search BLDG Active through Instagram and then through our website, we're continually updating our website. Um, we also have a media page on there and we'll, we'll continue to update those channels. Um, and certainly always love um, people's feedback and, and would love to stay in contact with um, everybody. So there's a sign up page there as well to, to kind of stay up to date. Justin, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share your story and all the stuff you've been working on. It's really exciting, and I love the fact that you're tying in uh, give back aspect, that you're part of the 1% of the planet, um, and all the great things you guys are going to be doing in the future. So with that, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks, Josh. It was a pleasure. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.